gospel reading, which this sermon is based off of, is from Matthew chapter 2, the visit of the wise men. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people, Israel. When Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained them from what time the star had appeared, and he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way, and behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. This is the word of the Lord. Christmas is almost here, and what that's supposed to mean, whether you're a Christian or not, is that you're supposed to be happy. Uh, no matter what's going on, if you're in a hurry or what, whether wherever you find yourself, whether it be at the mall, the grocery store at this time, in America, there's going to be a chipper chipmunk or chipmunks singing to you, Christmas, Christmas, don't be late. But for Christians, it's not Christmas time, right? It's Advent season. What that implies is much more so in tune with waiting than any chipmunk could ever sing about. What Advent demands of us isn't necessarily happiness. No, it's much more than that. It's joy. It was hard for me to understand what Advent was when I was a little kid. The waiting for Christmas was just so difficult. My parents, they had to teach me to anxiously await the coming of our Lord through a German Advent tradition known as the Advent calendar. I would eagerly scram out of bed uh, early in the morning to our kitchen where I would get to each day open a tiny little window door for a piece of funky tasting chocolate. And it truly made me happy when I started to do this. I can't really tell you that it brought me joy. If anything, what the cheap chocolates brought me was melancholy disillusionment. Sometime late into the month, usually, maybe if things were getting hectic at school with my brother or I, we'd start to forget to rush down to the kitchen and get those chocolates. We'd forget to do it together as brothers. We'd forget to go and retrieve the chocolate, and the days would build up, and finally we'd find ourselves binge-eating these tiny, gross chocolates, and it became a chore, to say the least. Definitely not the joy we expected. 
The Magi in today's reading, they found themselves in their own sort of Advent calendar, but much more intense, much more stressful. I, I say this because so much was riding on their intentions of finding what they were looking for. They were looking for the Messiah. They had to find a needle in a haystack, but more like a pebble in a desert, if we're going to be honest. And they didn't even get to be rewarded with tiny chocolates, no matter what they tasted like along the way. To make things worse, they even got lost and had to stop and ask for directions. I mean, have you ever been lost? You get nervous, you're short-tempered, and let me tell you, the first thing that turns off is the distracting Christmas music, even if it's a scriptural Advent hymn. We, we find out from the way, from what they tell Herod, that the messianic prophecy that they're using as the, the, the guide map to find him is the one that is found in Micah. It reads, And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. This is a small part of one of many messianic prophecies that one can find in the Old Testament. However, this is the main prophecy that the faithful were clinging to that spoke of a Messiah who was this warrior king, a strong warrior king, and he was going to deliver the Hebrews from all their enemies. He was going to restore justice and peace to a land long uh, after a time of struggle. The Magi were looking to God's word to seek the one they had, they had put their faith in. This is a good thing, right? Well, the rat race that they're running should be one that's filling them with joy, as we've been saying. Their deliverer is coming, but instead, they end up being distracted. Distracted like we might be as the slow countdown to Christmas as a child becomes the mad dash to please your friends and family and never yourself. The unexpected deaths, diagnoses that seem to come at the worst moment possible? Shouldn't we be filled with joy at Christmas? But it's not Christmas. It's Advent. When the Magi stop in Jerusalem to find their way, when the star disappears, they come to see Herod. And they tell him from the scriptures of the one they're looking for, this Messiah, this warrior king. And Herod, he gets a cold sweat. A warrior king? Competition? I can't be having that. So instead of being filled with joy that the one who was promised to save him after all of these years of his ancestors' faithful worship and the promise, he's overcome with sorrow? This is a man who is in authority over important people. Someone the Magi should be able to trust. But instead they're lied to and Herod's sorrow is shared with them. How often do we find ourselves with preconceived notions about Christ? Does your sister tell you that the bad things happening to you right now are happening because you're not, seriousness, you're not serious enough about your faith? Are you angry with Jesus because things aren't working out the way that you want? But all of a sudden, Herod's sorrow is interrupted. The Magi's sorrow is interrupted. Our sorrow is interrupted. A star appears. 
But it's not the star that gives the magi their joy. But when one looks at the Greek of this passage, the text maybe even seems a little weird. It sounds like no way that we speak today. It reads, Because the Magi had seen the star, they rejoiced a great joy greatly. But they weren't joyful because of this star. It wasn't because the star was pretty. It, wasn't, it, was, it was because it pointed to what was promised to them. It pointed to their Savior. God had interrupted their sorrow to point them back to him. And when they finally arrived to see the Messiah that they've been looking for, not much. A humble abode, a barn, cave, a mother alone, a child, not a muscled, fierce, fierce warrior king. What's going on? But they throw themselves down and they worship him at his presence. They prostrate themselves. They don't just worship him. They prostrate themselves before them, before him on the ground. An homage reserved only for God in the Old Testament. This is what Herod said he would do, but would not come to bother. This is an homage reserved for Jesus alone in the rest of the book of Matthew. Only Jesus would be prostrated to. Only God could be prostrated to and worshipped. Jesus would insist on this, refusing to prostrate himself to the devil, even for rulership of the whole world. Because Jesus is the king. Jesus is the Messiah that all had hoped for. He will be the warrior king that defeats sin, death, and the devil, our sorrows on the cross. He will be that name to which every knee shall bow and who throws the devil and all of his angels into the lake of fire when he comes again. But first, he's the lowly child in the manger, wrapped in swaddling clothes. The delight of his mother and father's heart Rejoicing a great joy greatly, for this child is theirs. Rejoice a great joy greatly, for Christ is ours. Rejoice a great joy greatly, because Christ is yours. The Magi, in throwing themselves at the feet of the Lord, responded scripturally in their worship, as we should as well. As Isaiah writes, with their faces to the ground, they shall bow down to you. Then you will know that I am the Lord. Those who wait for me shall not be put to shame. Advent consists of lots and lots of waiting. But don't be put to shame. For the fruit of our waiting does not subsist in tiny chocolates from a cardboard calendar or in the right guy who makes the right promises to solve our political troubles, but in the joy that arrives, that arrived that will come again soon in the blessed Lord Jesus Christ, made incarnate by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary. So let's go to him here in worship, in great joy, greatly lifting up his name in thanksgiving and praise with carols and prayer. For behold, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you, the Messiah, the Lord. Amen. Please stand for prayer.